If you've got a few minutes to spare, it's time to get stuck into the wrap. For the middle of June, you're tuned into the wrap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. And six months into the year, it can seem like everything is happening. Gadgets are coming out left, right, and centre. New computers are plenty, and there's this whole flying car thing. Well, kind of anyway. This week, Uber talked up a new type of Uber. You've probably taken an Uber before, be it a cab, an Uber X, one of those luxury Uber black cars, you lucky person you, or an Uber carpool to save some coin. But in the next few years, there will be a different kind of Uber. There'll be a flying Uber. That's something Uber announced this week as Uber Air, an elevated edition of Uber that won't so much fly you to your friend's place or even that business meeting across town, but it will get you what would normally take a one or two hour drive in closer to about 15 minutes. Like if you need to get from Melbourne Airport to the centre of Melbourne CBD, you'll be able to do that using Uber Air, a flying version of Uber that's a little like a drone trip for five or six people meant to cut longer drives into short flights. It's not coming for quite some time, around four years or so at the earliest, but it will be tested in three places, with Dallas, Los Angeles, and Melbourne seeing the pilot programs first. And that means you can expect some flying machines to ferry people and cargo in those cities shortly, with a lot of safety tests. We don't really have any flying vehicles for regular trips outside of aircraft yet, and while I'm still keen to see a DeLorean powered by garbage to let us fly through the clouds, this whole thing is really new, and it's going to take some time to iron out properly. Uber isn't expecting Uber Air to be in usable action until 2023, so it does have some time to get it right. In the meantime, there's plenty of technology around. There's a new baby camera this week from Owlet, and it offers temperature tracking and a way to talk to your baby through the camera. Plus, there's a hint that Owlet will be bringing a wearable electrocardiogram to Australia to let pregnant mums hear their baby's heartbeat without being near a doctor. Bose has turned to sunglasses for a new form of earphones which are truly unusual, arriving in the Bose frames. Simply put, they're $300 sunglasses with speakers built inside, and they're surprisingly good, but really strange. You can expect a review shortly alongside the Beats Powerbeats, a $350 wireless and cordless set of earphones that get much of their tech from the new Apple AirPods, but do things better, not just for sport, but everything else. Panasonic also has new TVs on the way, with three ranges of OLED TVs aimed at folks who want maybe a more cinematic experience. Our highlight is probably the sound, with the flagship Panasonic GZ2000 using upward-facing speakers to fire an arc of sound around you and support Dolby Atmos all just from the TV. And Microsoft dropped hints about the next Xbox, codenamed Project Scarlet. It also unveiled a massive list of games for the next year or so, but if you're keen for a new Xbox, you'll be waiting until 2020, when the 8K-capable next generation of the Xbox arrives in time for the holiday season. Before then, why not have some 5G? Because we've been testing it on the Telstra network in Australia with the Oppo Reno 5G, a 6.6-inch Android phone with three cameras, 10x zoom, no notch, and a selfie camera that moves into place from the top just when you need it. On paper, it's one of the least expensive 5G phones out there, costing $14.99 locally and able to use Telstra's high-speed 5G network. There are only a few places where you can actually test that out properly, and 5G is supposed to be fast, but our tests this week show 5G isn't reliably fast. You should be able to get well over a gigabit of speeds, or around what is roughly 100 to 150 megabytes a second, and as much as 200. In our tests, we're hitting the 4G speed of 500 megabits, which is closer to 60 megabytes per second. That's fast, but it's only 4G fast, not that brand new whiz-bang 5G stuff we're being told about. Right now, 5G isn't reliably fast, and it probably has some time before it's stable. Fortunately, there's more to 
Torino 5G than just 5G. There's three cameras and a lot of reach, a big screen without a notch, and a day of battery life, though you might be able to get a little more out if you use the screen and that 5G modem a little less. It's surprising for such a high-end phone that Oppo has skipped out on water resistance and wireless charging, but we're at least delighted to see NFC, which means it supports mobile payments through Google Pay. As for whether it's worth it, well, there's little doubt that the Oppo Reno 5G is the best Oppo yet, but it still needs some work, and 5G is a big part of that. You can get the Reno without 5G, and that might be the one to get, at least until Telstra sorts its 5G issues out. You know, 5G is just so hard to find, and virtually nowhere has it. Unlike this show, which can be heard anywhere, except now, because it's now over. So you've been listening to The Wrap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. The Wrap appears every Friday at Podcast One and Apple Podcasts, and we'll be back next week for more technology in five. Until then, have a great week, and we'll see you next time on The Wrap. Take care. Take care.